This is Therapy Tuesday, Smashbot's mental health podcast and I'm your host Ruchita Chandrasekhar. I'm a behavioral health researcher and psychologist focusing on trauma and post-violence recovery and this podcast has been created for people who are looking to have conversations around mental health from a feminist perspective. Please remember that this podcast aims to be an educational resource and is not a substitute for therapy or treatment. So in today's episode we thought we'd talk a little more about what does it mean to establish healthy boundaries. Every relationship deserves healthy boundaries. and boundaries are characterized by the autonomy comfort and responsibility one has to define in their relationship boundaries are defined by limits one of the more powerful ways of establishing boundaries is in saying no but that's also not often easy and the social nature of human interaction and the expectations of connectedness can exercise the pressure of adhering to everyone's expectations and desires managing the power differential in relational dynamics can be challenging while attempting to establish boundaries and creating boundaries can also feel uncomfortable and confusing so it's important to have a basic understanding of what healthy and unhealthy boundaries look like so let's start by unpacking what are unhealthy boundaries unhealthy boundaries are defined by an utter disregard for one's wants expectations needs and well-being they can make a relationship feel more authoritarian and make one person feel less than the other so some relationships that are at risk for feeling this way are often parent child relationships teacher student relationships boss employee relationships it's a clear power differential often and there's an absence of equality and equity in such relational dynamics don't get me wrong like sometimes peer relationships can also do that or romantic relationships friendships multiple relationships can have a risk for unhealthy boundaries and the thing i'm encouraging you to look out for is a power differential is that feeling of feeling less than the other person you're in this relationship with emotional manipulation that places one person's needs as more important without the consideration for the other disrespectful attitudes violent language emotional abuse physical and sexual violence are consequences of unhealthy boundaries relationships with unhealthy boundaries create a toxic environment they increase the risk factors for mental health concerns the absence of limits can create an enmeshed relationship or an unhelpful attachment style that can be damaging to the well-being of the individual and the relationship so for example i used to have a professor who would say that every relationship has your stuff my stuff and our stuff and sometimes one person's stuff can bleed into another person's stuff or bleed into the relationship which is why boundaries help you also just manage those limits it helps you be a little more self-aware it helps you understand what you need to work on what you need to communicate and what might actually be damaging the relationship and your own well-being so what are some ways to recognize unhealthy boundaries right i'm going to put this down in different bullet points and see if something sits with you or no so the first being feeling responsible for the emotions experiences and behaviors of both parties disrespectful or opposing views and beliefs 
unhelpful communication style for feelings of insecurity, anger, sadness and jealousy. I think sometimes we tend to put emotions and experiences under the binary of good and bad. So some emotions and feelings are seen as this is great, so there's joy, there's excitement, there's peace, there's all of those things. But feelings of insecurity, anger, sadness, jealousy, anxiety, sadness even are often demonized. And in previous podcast episodes, we've talked about how that is ineffective. In relationships, it's important to communicate that you're experiencing these feelings, but it's also important for the relationship to sometimes hold the space for these feelings and what healing can look like, what communication needs to look like and what not another one is feeling scared of drawing boundaries or communicating needs not being receptive to when needs are communicated by the opposite party feeling exhausted in a relationship or feeling like you're not listened to or not practicing active listening with the opposite party manipulation to situation for personal gain even manipulation for money or manipulated into sex which then goes on to you know increased feelings of guilt and shame or disregard for personal space dismissing needs when they're communicated or resorting to yelling exiting conversations changing the subject when opposing views are communicated also a lot of hot and cold behavior where if two people have fought one person feels like the absolute responsibility is theirs and if that's a persistent feeling you keep having something may not be okay within that relationship gaslighting and shaming is another one and disregard for also individual mental health on another end of the spectrum are some of the ways we can recognize healthy boundaries feeling autonomy in the relationship not feeling afraid in the relationship feeling secure while communicating needs and expectations also feeling comfortable in communicating when needs are not met consensual touch active listening and feeling listened to So if you notice that a lot of the things within these lists are about collaboration and not about one person having to take on absolute responsibility taking space for active reflection communicating feelings of burnout and exhaustion which is often normal in multiple relationships high regard for individual mental health security in saying no not feeling consistently responsible for the opposite person's actions and emotions So how does one establish healthy boundaries? Now the key to establishing helpful boundaries is in interpersonal reflection. Boundaries are attached to feelings of self-worth. It involves an abundance of learning and unlearning what we know about relationships. Boundaries are also related to how we view ourselves and the importance we place on our needs. Often in clinical sessions uh when we talk about boundaries and someone says that they tried to assert a boundary but they didn't get the best response from the opposite person or they ended up having feelings of guilt i often prefer to normalize that setting boundaries is not supposed to be a comfortable process because there is something that feels comfortable to one person or to both parties that you're disrupting with a boundary so it's going to feel disruptive it's bound to have some amount of adjustment stress and honestly a lot of times that's how you know that it's working that the boundary that you set is working if it makes you uncomfortable or makes the other person uncomfortable and that there can be long term benefit to that boundary while open communication is an important tool in the establishment of boundaries it might not be the most effective way in equations that have a strong power dynamic 
So often again, in South Asian culture specifically, when it comes to parent-child relationships, the consistency of infantilization goes on even once, you know, you're in your 40s and 50s and whatnot. So a lot of times people say that, I don't want to get into this fight with my parent or I don't want to have this conversation at all. But the no may not be respected, you know, because the power dynamic is so strong. And the existence of a safe space may not be afforded to some of these relationships that have a desire for maintenance, but an unhelpful power dynamic. So the same goes for relationships between bosses and employers, teachers and students, institutions and individuals, and even just the larger systems that we're all a part of and us as individuals. Personal reflection that can help an individual develop a picture of the healthy and unhealthy characteristics of a relationship can be a foundational step in the establishment of healthy boundaries. Because sometimes we need to take a step back and recognize what's not working, what's going wrong, and what is working. And having a community outside of the relationship for discussion purposes, for opening up, for vulnerability, is integral. Because sometimes we can be so enmeshed in a relationship that we may feel like something's wrong, but it may be difficult to see what's wrong. So I believe that it's important to have multiple safe spaces. I recognize that that's a big privilege, but we need to develop environments that allow people and communities to cultivate multiple safe spaces. And having these brave and safe spaces for processing emotion, for support, and for the discussion of experiences is extremely important. Disengaging, taking space, communicating unhelpful patterns, seeking professional help are other ways of establishing healthy boundaries. Now, relationships are complex, and there's a collective responsibility in maintaining its health. The customized nature of boundaries is individual to each relationship, What works for my relationships may not entirely work for yours, which is why a lot of these things are suggestive. A lot of this has to be trial and error. There needs to be a lot of stepping back, self-awareness, relational awareness, and that's why we emphasized on interpersonal reflection being an important part of this process. It takes consistent effort, reflection, and action towards being considerate to all parties involved, especially ourselves. I find that that's usually one of the biggest challenges that we all tend to have. It's important to create a nurturing environment for evolution while also being protective of each person's well-being, desires and their role in the relationship. Except in some situations, of course, where boundary assertion also comes from a place of opposite person or set system is causing significant harm and we need to exit the space, we need to use non-verbal clues and just leave the situation and disengage entirely. But in relationships where you're hoping that boundaries are going to help the relationship and this is the one you want to maintain, I think it's important to practice overall consideration towards everyone's feelings and well-being as well. Set on a common ground of beliefs, healthy communication styles and security, boundaries of the capacity to aid individual growth and collective well-being. That's all I have for you on this episode of Therapy Tuesday. I hope it left you with something to reflect on. And I'll see you soon on another episode.